Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback? Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within, combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. Extra 1063 would like to welcome you home. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show with Jim Niarcos and Dan Watkins, only on Extra 1063 FM. Welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Niarcos, and we want to invite you to join us every Saturday morning at 9 here, right on Extra 106.3 FM and also simulcast on 1230 AM, where we bring the best businesses in Metro Atlanta that you can trust that will help you to make a good consumer decisions, save money, and not get ripped off. And uh, this week is no exception. We have a, uh, a a past guest that's been on on the show before, and we he's been kind enough to take the time to come back in again, Mr. DJ Feast of Joe's Automotive, because we we're, we have a love affair with our cars here in Metro Atlanta. We depend on them. We take them for granted. And when they don't work or something goes wrong, then what? Who can you trust? Well, uh, all of us have had nightmare stories dealing with mechanics, but that's what we're here to solve today because we've got we've got one of the best, and he's going to give you some tips and advice how to avoid aggravation, how to take care of your car, keep it running, and a few other things he's got up his sleeve. So, DJ, welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show. We're proud to have you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, for those folks who may, may not be familiar with you, how about giving us a short bio on yourself and uh, how you got into the auto repair industry and the genesis of Joe's Automotive itself? Sure. Um, well, uh, I've been in Woodstock since 1990 when we moved here, grew up there, and uh, played golf in college, played golf for a living for about 10 years, um, got to travel the world on uh, other people's dime, which was fun at the time. Sounds um, like fun. <laughs> when that ran out, uh, I ended up uh, starting a, a different business in a different industry and luckily sold that about seven or eight years later and, and uh, ultimately got into, uh, you know, the, the auto repair business. Um, my father-in-law owned body shops. Um, when I was building the other business, I did a little, you know, service uh, riding for him and kind of got my feet wet there and, and um, bought Joe's about five years ago from... Uh, from a, a man that had started it in 2002. So it had a long, long tradition and a really good standing in the community um, and, a, and, a, and a good reputation for, for being an honest mechanic. Um, and the guys that work there, uh, one in particular, uh, is a fantastic guy who stayed with me and, and is still with me. Um, and so uh, things have been great. It's been a great five years so far. Well, it sounds like you got the magic touch. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got I got good people. That's that's the key, right? Well, you know, good. You know, uh, uh, people and the process. That's what's all about. Your team. Uh, it just means everything, especially today with all the labor issues that a lot of businesses are having. But uh, 
I'd like to start off by asking you this question. What type of training, uh, I, I know a lot of people think they're a mechanic, okay, just like a lot of people sure. think they're a painter or a carpenter or whatever. What type of training does, a, does it require to be a master mechanic? Oh, well, master mechanics, uh, that's a big deal. Um, I'm lucky to have a true one that works mm -hmm. for me. Um, there's seven or eight ASC certifications, um, you know, engine, transmission, uh, AC, um, you know, there's suspension and brakes and there's some other stuff that they have to do. Um, but it's testing, um, mm -hmm. on them. Um, now you can get the certification with some book smarts. Um, I'm sure you can, but it's the, uh, the true master mechanics, like I talk of, are the guys that just truly understand the systems and how the car works and how to repair them and not, not just what is wrong with them, but why. Um, and that's a big deal to understand why. And that's actually the why is what we try to ed educate our customers on. And I would think that it would take a, cert, uh, a few years and a certain amount of practical application and experience. You just couldn't sit down with a book and learn it. And you, you got to right. do it, right? Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, hand, hands-on. I'll take a hands-on mm -hmm. guy with, with good habits uh, over a guy with all kinds of certifications any day. Absolutely. And, and how important is it for a shop to be part of the automotive associations like the ASC certified, that type of thing? Well, I think it's important. It opens the door to some of the warranty work that we do for the aftermarket warranty companies, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, <clears throat> it's a credibility thing, mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's important to have that um, aspect of it so that, that 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 blue, you know, ribbon label with ASC is a little bit of, of you know, they, they give you a little bit of just prestige or whatever. Yeah. Or, or yeah. I think it's just a, it's a certification validation that mm -hmm. that would be right. Correct. Now, um, uh, we go up and down the roads, and everywhere you look, there's an auto repair shop. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of auto repair shops. What, has, what do you believe has separated Joe's Automotive, your business, from the masses? Uh, well, I what would say a, what makes a difference. I sure, guess is what I'm trying sure. To say. Um, you know, honestly, I think I think there's a lot. There is a lot of repair shops, and and anybody can fix a car. I think communication with the customer. I think uh, the little things like floor mats in the floor, not getting grease on the cars. Um, you know, changing the light bulbs, little things that you can do to help them and keep them on the road. Mm -hmm. um, we do a ton of free inspections for people, um, where they just they're going on a trip, they want to do it. Um, it's about service, and I think what happens in this industry is that mechanics and owners, they become jaded a little bit to, you know, hey, we see this every day, we're going to fix it, no big deal. Um, I think what's lost sometimes is that for that person that's bringing that car in, it's their mode of transportation, mm -hmm. and uh, it's easy to lose sight of how important that is to them to get it fixed right. And so what we try to do is, you know, we try to have a great attitude every day when they come in. I want them to be upbeat. I want them to be happy when they come there because they know they're going to spend money. They don't right. really like right. it. So it's important that they have a good time. So, you know, I may give them a little bit of a hard time messing with them about something right. if I know them personally. Um, I think it's important to remember everybody's name. I try to do that with everybody. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a little bit of trust, you know, that goes in there. But communication, honesty, and just the little things that, that we'll do where we'll leave it better than when it came in. And well, it sounds, like, uh, it, it sounds like you are hands-on involved there in the business every day and making sure the quality, all these things you're mentioning, stays at the optimum level. Sure, yeah, between myself and, and uh, my master mechanic, who's the foreman, uh, my, my mechanic, David. Um, I'm the service rider, basically. I'm there behind the desk. You'll see me, greet me. I answer mm -hmm. the phones. Um, that's the only way I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Well... It definitely sounds like you've got attention to the level of quality, that's for sure. 
Um, how important is it for a consumer to know if a mechanic has worked on their exact type of car before? There's different types of cars, different makes. I mean, sure, sure, yeah. When when you know when somebody calls into a shop, it's it's funny. You can tell the people that may have not had to do that before, may have had a car that was you know mm-hmm. under warranty with the dealer or whatever. And now this is the first time they've had to call, and there's some apprehension there. There's some uncertainty. They don't know what to say. You know, I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, you call in, you tell them what kind of car you have, what kind of problem you're having. And, and, you know, if that shop is, you know, a good shop, they're going to tell you, yes, I'm familiar with that car. We've seen that before. You know, we can do this. Or, um, you know, for instance, like with us, we don't do a lot of, we don't do European cars. So, you know, if somebody calls in, I, I, I just, you know, frankly tell them, I'm sorry, I don't know a lot about that car. Here's where I would try, you know, and maybe give them a referral or, or, you know, let them know, you know, maybe someplace they could, they could call to get a referral. Well, that's, uh, I think that's a, a very honest uh, way to do business. And, uh, you know, we know there's a lot of different foreign cars and the Jaguars and the BMWs and all that. And they're, they're kind of an animal unto themselves, aren't they? Yeah. You'll see a lot of shops specialized in one specific mm-hmm. manufacturer, um, you know, where we do all the imports and the Kias and the Hyundais and the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Nissans and the Toyotas and, and then the domestic cars. Um, you know, you have some different data sets and some different, you know, th- information available to you when you specialize in them, probably uh, the stuff that you invest in um, where, you know, a shop like me, we have a lot of the data that we need, 99 percent of the data we need. Um, and if we don't, we're, we're, you know, we'll we'll let you know. Now, when people ha- are trying to that maybe they've just moved here or they've had a bad experience with a shop and they're looking for a new shop. Um, are, are references important or what would be your advice to them when they're trying to, they're looking at this plethora of <laughs> auto shops and they're trying to decide where to go to take their business? Uh, we, we've spoke about it before. I mean, reviews are really paramount to anything. If you're looking at a shop, um, you know, look at their reviews on Google, look at the reviews in other places that you see on the web. Um, and not just all the five star stuff because everybody gets those right. It's it's more so I like to look at are they calling out names? Are they you know talking about how great a specific person is there or you know thanking them for doing it? The other thing is when things go bad, what's that shop's response? You know, mm-hmm. are they are they dismissive of it? Um, are they happy to handle it? You know, there's a a tone set there a lot of times that you can kind of tell. Well, yeah, it's a great shop until things go bad and. You know, really, w- what I preach to my guys is, you know, if, if, if we happen to have a situation where a part failed or a car came back, um, it's it's immediate response, uh, positive attitude, you jump right on it, let's figure it out, uh, let's see what's going on. And I think that's important. I mm-hmm. think your response is important, uh, important to do it. So Google reviews will show you that stuff. Um, and that's a good place to start anyway. So it's it, it, everybody makes mistakes, but it's how you handle them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you call them up, you know, you can tell, in my opinion, pretty quick whether or not somebody's going to jive with you or not. You know, Whether they give a damn or not. Right, right. right. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And now if somebody, uh, when they come into your shop, are are estimates free? I mean, how how, are inspections, I guess you call them or whatever? Um, Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that is free. Now, what what the old, the, the misnomer in our industry is, now with OBD2 and you know reading a scanner and you say oh well I pulled the codes that just tells you what the fix is well to an extent it does it tells us where to start it gives us the right system the right mm-hmm. circuit the right area to start which mm-hmm. which saves a lot of time and labor right um, you know it, it is it is important um, for them to have information though for the customer to have information and and to know what's going on so 
it can be uh you know it can be daunting sometimes to explain to a customer that that maybe no, thinks they know more than what they really do or, or, or whatever, where you try to, like I said, educate them on what we have to do. Here's what right. we're going to check. Here's what we have to do. So stuff like that is going to be charged, right, for a diagnostic fee, like a check engine light, something like that. But if we're looking at suspension or brakes, um, occasionally some sounds, we'll get sounds. Most of the time, that kind of stuff, we just tell them, come on in, let's figure out what it is. Um, and there's no charge for looking at that stuff. Well, and, and that really is how it should be. That's awesome. That's awesome because time is money and money is time. Right. And um, so you, uh, Joe's Automotive, um, now do you find that uh, being a local, you're technically on Highway 92 in Ackworth, right? Correct. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's uh, Woodstock, Ackworth. <clears throat> it's Woodstock, yeah. Yeah, Woodstock. Right there on the border, right you, by Bills Ferry. Yeah, do you find that, that b- people come uh, farther than just right from your neighborhood to do business with you? Oh, sure, yeah. I pull within... Uh, uh, 15 or 20 miles. To no be kidding. With you. Yeah. I well, have that's people, a testimony in itself. Right. 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 I've, I've, uh, I have one customer who drives down from white Georgia. Wow. Um, I have a, a bunch that come down from, from Canton and, uh, you know, quite a few Marietta, Kennesaw, uh, Ackworth, and then even Roswell. Well, folks, that kind of says a lot right there, doesn't it? I mean, you know, uh, if people come that far to Joe's automotive, that, that's, that's, that's a mouthful right there. How important is, is image to your business? A, a clean waiting room, a neat organized shop. Does that impress people? Impress is, uh, I'm sure it does. It gives them an impression. I think I think it's important. I mean, uh, I don't want to go to a place that has, you know, junk all out in the front and all over the shop and smells bad. People are slipping on the grease. First thing I did was redo the bathroom in mine, you know, uh, redo the floors, redo right. the countertops. Um, yeah, I think it's important when you walk in. I think it needs to be a comfortable place for the people that do wait. You want it to be comfortable for them, you know, and a, a Wi-Fi ability to work while they're there. If they're right. waiting on a oil change or a quick break job, um, when there is one, uh, those kind of things, it's important. Now, what happens if some, if like one of your regular customers, if they call you up and say, say DJ, the car won't start. I don't know what's going on, or it's making a funny sound. Are you able to provide the service to, to go to their home and, and help them and get that car to your shop, or do they have to call AAA to bring it? What is the process when, because I'm sure things like that happen. Yeah. Most shops will yeah. partner up with a tow truck company if they need right. it. Um, other ones, it, you know, if you have AAA, you always use yeah. them. Right. Um, usually you try and guide them through any kind of thing if they can maybe jump it off or do right. whatever. Other than that, uh, it's usually find a way to get it to me. If you need a tow service, here's one. If you got AAA, Get it to me. I'll get it looked at. We'll get it back to you. Awesome. Well, listen, we're up against a break. You're listening to DJ Fees from Joe's Automotive. We're going to be right back after this short break, so don't go away. DJ's got a lot more tips for you. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback? Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within, combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. 
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Niarcos, and... Uh, we, we want to thank you for tuning in, and we want to remind you to download the extra 106.3 FM app on your smartphone to be able to stream the station anytime, anywhere. Also, all the past shows from all Four Seasons Home Show is on the extra 106.3 FM website. We've got, you, you name the topic, we've done it. We've had the subject matter expert here, so there's a lot of good information there. We're also out there, our podcasts on Apple, Google, and Spotify. So don't forget to take care of that. And I want to remind you, uh, don't forget to check in the Morning Extra every morning from 6 to 9, Monday through Friday, with Tug, Rhino, Carlos, and Flounder for the for the news that you're not going to get anywhere else, a straight story. And uh, also we're proud to have Neil Bortz, the talk master here on Extra 106.3 FM, and also the Kimmer, Kim Peterson. So we've got a, got a got quite quite a bunch of power power rangers here on Extra 106.3 FM, the, the home of Fox News Radio and Atlanta's only conservative news talk station. But back to our guest, we have a, an old friend and a former guest here, Mr. DJ Feast of Joe's Automotive giving us the 411 on how to pick a repair shop and what you need to look out for and what's important and what's not. So uh, first of all, DJ, welcome back again. And uh, wanted to ask you about uh, when somebody needs some repair work done, probably fairly extensive repair work, how important are, is, is a written estimate and what would you recommend would our, our consumers need to look out for? Oh, I think uh, especially an in-depth repair. Uh, that's, a, that's a really good question. Um, in-depth repair, I mean, you want to know a ballpark of what's going to happen. Now, you know, sometimes you're opening a can of worms when you're doing a deep dive into, you know, some of the stuff and some of the new cars and all the, you know, active fuel management and variable timing and all the different things they have. Uh, it's good to have an estimate, and we uh, obviously don't do any repairs until we do give an estimate and get it approved. Um, the big thing is staying ahead of it uh, when you run into issues and need additional parts or found mm-hmm. additional problems. It's calling the customer and letting them know. And it goes back to communication with customers. I think it's just it's just important to let them know. The last thing you want is a bill, and it's you know five hundred dollars different than what you got you know, right. an estimate for. Of course, um, but it should be they should be aware of it. It shouldn't be surprising, and they should be able to feel pretty comfortable that it's going to be close. Well, you know, listening to you in 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 the first segment and 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 now, um, I can see where communication to you is paramount in educating the customer and keeping them in the loop about every aspect of what's going on, and you find that that alleviates a lot, a lot of future problems, right? A lot of stress on me, too, you know? Yeah. last thing I want to do is be surprised, right, you right. know, and, and talk sure. to a customer. So, yeah, I mean, I, I want to be in front of it. That way uh, everybody's aware. Um, there's no there's no unknown things, you know, mm-hmm. and that's important. Um, and I really think that differentiates good shops from bad shops. Well, it's, it certainly does, and it, it takes an extra effort. But I, I tell you, I, I think it, 
it puts uh, Joe's Automotive at a level of professionalism that you're not going to find very often, folks. Um, RepairPal.com is an online car repair estimator tool. Can these type of online tools open a consumer's eyes to the real cost of repairs, or, or they just confuse the issue unintentionally? Well, that's a, that's another good question. Um, I get a lot of stuff. I think I think customers are more uh, knowledgeable, more aware of things, and I think you know it's probably not a bad idea for them to have some ammo when they're calling a shop. Um, you know, the difference in maybe an estimate from online like that, where it gives you average repair cost. There's sometimes a big discrepancy in terms of what parts that a shop will use. So, for instance, we do a lot of parts that are OE parts, original equipment parts, Mm -hmm. versus other shops will use a lot of stuff from, you know, some of the parts houses that have aftermarket stuff uh, that's in-house brands that we know may or may not work. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, my thing is, is we tell people, hey, look, we're not the cheapest, we're not the most expensive um, but we're going to put the right part on because we don't want to see you back for the same problem. Right, um, and right. I think I think most shops that are uh, good shops and and have good do good business do the same thing. I don't think we're unique in that aspect, but I think it's important for people to understand what an average cost of repair is before they go in. Um, they need to have the budget. Uh, the shop needs to know they have the budget, and um, I think people you know help help them understand when they do come in what kind of labor is entailed in this, and if it's a a heater core in the back of a dash and we got to take the entire dash off of a Chevrolet truck. You know, that's a, that's a 10 hour job. Yeah, uh, that's sure. an eight, you know, that's a $900 labor job. Do you really want me to put a $50 part in or do you want me to put the original one in so we don't have to do this again? Amen. Uh, and that's, that's the well, big thing. Well said DJ. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I do think the, the, the estimators are, are, are a good for what they are in terms of giving you a ballpark right. to know kind of what you're getting into. If you're right about what repair you're, you're needing. Well, you know, one of the big questions I think that always people always ponder is should they go to the dealership or should they go to a private auto repair shop? Now, obviously, if they're under warranty, they're probably going to be more apt to go to the dealership until their warranty runs out. But even after the warranty, I think some people have the perception, well, I have a I have a GMC, so I got to go to the GMC dealership. Or right. I have a Ford, I go to the because they work with Fords all the time. They're so familiar with it. They got the parts there, et cetera, et cetera. Is that just a, a perception or is that a reality? Uh, well, I think there's different types of consumers. I think there's some that feel more comfortable with the dealer and they are going to continue to go there. And I think there's some that realize that maybe I can do uh, the same repair a little bit, a little bit cheaper. Uh, my, my, you know, most independent shops labor rate is going to be less than the dealership. Okay. So that's a fact. That's not just a, uh, we, we don't have the overhead. They do. Okay. I mean, that's okay. just a, I, I think that's just economics, yeah. you know, economics of it. Um, <clears throat> you can still get the OE parts and put it in. Uh, the warranty is the same. Um, there's a lot of similarities, but some people like the way that the dealers do where you come in and you get, your 40 or 50 pages of reports of all this information um, and and do it. Um, As an independent, what we do, um, I'm limited. I don't have 150 guys working and a bunch of different people service writing. Um, We're down to the, to the, to what you came in for. So we're going to, we're going to prioritize what you came in for. Then we're going to go back and we're going to say, Hey, look, we found these things. Um, Maybe not, maybe not important right now, but put them on your radar for later Mm -hmm. because you're going to need them. 
Um, and I think I think that's what a lot of the independent <clears throat> shops do versus the dealerships that just give you the whole ball of wax right there and say, here's your you know $3,500 ticket. Right, this is what right, you need. Right, right. Um, I get a lot of those calls from people that say, hey, do I really need this or or that? And, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a difficult question to answer. Um, but I think it's different type of people. I've had instances where people said, well, I like to have a report of everything. I said, well, okay, I can do all that. I'm happy to do all that. And that, we do that as an inspection, and that's fine. Um, and I don't necessarily charge for that. But I also w- want to feel comfortable with what I'm telling them they're being repaired. Right. Um, I think what happens with dealerships and, and a lot is they know the common problems of cars at certain mileages. And I think that a lot of times they'll hedge their bets and go ahead and fix those things. Right, right. Before. <clears throat> and so, you know, if somebody's in there for a, for, a, for a problem and they're kind of stretching their budget, that makes it daunting for them. Yeah. Uh, it makes it difficult to make a decision. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Well, you know, you've already said that there's a certain amount of your daily routine that is actually educating people, right, and communicating with people. I think a lot of people are, um, are, are kind of put off by how much technology has changed in the auto repair business. I mean, with the chips and, I mean, it's, it's not like, it, it's, it's not our grandfather's uh, tune-up, is it? No. I mean, oh, it's no. a whole different, you want to go into that a little bit, how yeah, technology sure, sure. has impacted um, things? Well, I think the biggest impact that it's having is, is the, the economics of, of buying and selling cars right now, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are afraid. They're, they're purchasing cars that are very expensive. They're financing them for five, six years now. And they're getting into repairs in year three and four, and uh, out of warranty repairs, and that's that's difficult when you have a six hundred dollar car payment and you got a thousand dollar repair. Right. Um, and so what I'm seeing is a lot of people holding on cars. We're seeing older cars than we've ever seen. Cars that are staying on the road longer, mm-hmm. and 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 being limped along because of it. Um, but that being said, <clears throat> there is upwards of some cars have upwards of I don't know seventy, eighty, maybe more modules that are all computers that are all you know, communicating with one major computer. And you have, um, which we've had to do before, it was a module alignment. So we had to get all of them communicating together in the right order, in the right format. And uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, things done now, which is what I was talking about for with data that we have to be able to know, you know, in terms of electrical stuff. So car repairs are probably, if I had to guess, I'd say 85% electrical. They really are. It's not um, just suggesting the carburetor of the screwdriver in the old days, right? Yeah, th- that, that's 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 going to be controlled by your, you know, your mass airflow, your air fuel ratios, your computer, you know, will control injectors. I mean, it's it's high tech and it's been legislated. All this stuff's been legislated for fuel economy and, and rightfully so in emissions and those things, um, you know, to, to limit the greenhouse gases. But it is no longer. Uh, yeah, it's no longer, you know, get a little more a uh, little more gas in the carb and let's get a little more power and, right. you know, run some straight pipes and. And that stuff, um, it's it's it takes a smart person. I mean, there's uh, you know cars out there now that have uh, the grills change. You know, they move and articulate based on the amount of air they need to come in. Uh, fans kick on at certain times. Everything's controlled by computers, and it makes it, I think, difficult for the you know the home mechanic, uh, the weekender, to do some of the repairs. Right. Uh, there's there's data out there for them, and, and there's YouTube and all those things, and we get those a lot. Um, some people do fairly well if they're mechanically inclined, um, but it's always interesting when they get down a rabbit hole, and that's usually when we get a call and they say, "Hey, look, I'm I, right. I, I could I could do plugs and wires or plugs right. and boots and coils. I, I can't do this." Right. So right. Uh, it's it's made it uh, it's made it 
it's made it easier in aspects for people to diagnose cars in, in terms of giving us starting points and checking things. Um, it's it's made it difficult for, for, for other people in terms of understanding what is going on with their car. Well, you know, uh, w- one thing I'd like to touch on and uh, get, get your, get your um, opinion on is the investment compared to years ago, the investment that the average auto repair shop has to make on equipment, instruments. It's not just a box of tools. Sure. Oh, sure. You have, I mean, talk about that a little bit so people can understand the kind of overhead investment that you have in, well, a, in a good repair shop. Right. Well, if we start off first, individual mechanics. They buy their own tools. Mm-hmm. Um, guys have anywhere between twenty dollars to $100,000 invested in their tools that they make payments on weekly with the tool truck or whatever. Um, me as a shop owner, there's a lot of things that I do buy between uh, – you know, scanners that cost nine or $10,000. Um, you know, I just invested, uh, re- reinvested uh, last year in, an, in a brand new alignment machine and rack to go with it, meaning rack, meaning what the car goes on the lift, right. um, which is awesome because it does, uh, you know, it'll unlock plates and, and it levels itself at any level so we can do alignments and suspension yeah. work at any level. Um, so, which which was a huge, you know, six-figure investment to, to do. Um it, it's getting it's getting expensive. Everything's getting more expensive, right? So metal, cost of metal, uh, cost of lifts, cost of labor, all that stuff's getting more expensive. Um, so it's, uh, you know, what you hope to see in your mechanic is some steady investment in the business mm-hmm. so that they can stay up with the technology. <clears throat> Our alignment machine recalibrates a lot of the um, radar, you know, things that you see, the lane departure and all those mm-hmm. things. When we do an alignment, all those things get affected. Even even a windshield now, if you replace a windshield, it has to be flashed. The computer has to be flashed because it's got, usually has some type of, you know, adaptive cruise control or lane right. departure, right. which, you know, adaptive cruise control keeps you however many car links behind you set and whatever speed you set. You know, so it's, it's we're moving towards full autonomy right on these cars and that's where they're going. Um, but all that stuff has to be reset. So if if your shop is not reinvesting in that stuff, um, it's it's going to be difficult for them to repair your car properly. Um, the the next thing that I'm going to have to invest in, and I'm I'm probably four or five years from it in my opinion, is what they call ADAS systems, which is the safety systems, and that is the lane departure and everything. So I think probably ten years from now, a lot of repairs are going to be done basically is diagnostics. We're going to be resetting sensors mm-hmm. and resetting cameras uh, over, you know, actually putting hard parts on cars. And so you're seeing some places in the industry that do maybe some warranty work for dealerships and things like that, get them. Um, body shops are having to deal with it more so than a repair shop would like me, a mechanical shop. But, uh, you know, things are changing. Uh, they're, they're going to cause shops to invest. They're going to have to adapt or die. Well, hopefully it'll it'll separate the wheat from the chaff, right? Right. (laughs) Get rid of some of these shops that shouldn't be out there anyway. Yeah, the 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 small kind of some of the what we in the industry would call shade tree. I I don't know if those guys are going to be able to. You know, they'll do brakes and stuff, but even the brakes now are having sensors. I mean, Chevrolet trucks have sensors on their brakes like a a BMW's had for years. So when people get that repair bill, 
they need to understand that part of that big repair bill is really being reinvested. It's not all it's not all profit margin, is it, DJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. It goes to <laughs> it goes to labor rate and all that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. There's some there's some overhead involved there. Um, and I would imagine that that uh, you and the insurance man are good buddies, right? You have yeah, yeah. talk about that a little bit. You guys have a lot of you have some <clears> very expensive insurance. You have to keep up with it. Uh, yeah. So garage insurance liability, and we're driving the cars on the street, and we're having to do stuff. Sure. I mean that's. Uh, luckily for me, um, my, my uh, insurance person is uh, the wife of somebody I went to high school with and a good friend of mine, and uh, she takes good care of us. We're, we're covered properly. Uh, all the cars are covered properly, and, and uh, you know, my guys are covered too, and that's a, big, that's a big part of it. That's great. And, you know, we talk about supply line chain problems, uh, you know, getting these chips and stuff. So many parts come from overseas. How's that impacted your business? Well, so it's it's hit me in, in certain aspects because we do a lot of original equipment parts, right? So when we're ordering from the dealer, um, they're available. Um, the time frame of getting them is not like it used to be where they had a bunch in stock or the next day we could get some. We're having to wait, you know, upwards of sometimes 10 days. Um, certain manufacturers, it seems like everything's on back order. And so we, uh, we order it and hope that we can, you know, get it. Um, that being said, on the other side, though, from from your general stuff of your brakes and your control arms and your, you know, uh, different mechanical things that you have and suspension related stuff, um, a lot of times we can get them aftermarket, but OE stuff mm-hmm. um, through the parts houses that buy from from the manufacturers. Um, for instance, like Mopar sells to one of my to one of my parts houses, AC Delco, which is GM um, products sells to them, uh, Motocraft for Ford. So we're still able to get a lot of that stuff. And I'm fortunate now on the body shop side with collision centers from my experience, and I do a lot of alignments, corrective alignments for them. Um, they're getting hit pretty hard. Uh, mm-hmm. they're having trouble getting stuff where cars are taking a long time to get fixed once they've been in a collision or whatever. But, you know, for us, our turnaround might've changed maybe, uh, you know, a day or so, but we, uh, that's part of what we do when we talk to them. We'll tell them, here's what it needs. Here's when I'm going to get it. Here's when I'm going to repair it. I try to follow back up with the customer when I get the part in stock. Once I do, it kind of sets the clock on when we get it out. So we try to stay uh, ahead of that as well. Um, and it's been okay. It's been, it's been navigable. Yeah, I can navigate it. Now, uh, another part of uh, the, the, the new normal is the labor shortage. Uh, we know, uh, I know from <clears throat> dealing with a lot of the trades, plumbing, HVAC, carpentry, electrical, uh, young people are not going into the trades. There's not enough of them going into the trades. There's always a shortage of techs, and I would imagine that would also be impacting the mechanics. Yeah, last, uh, last article I read said the average age of a mechanic was 42 years old, mm-hmm. and there was not a whole lot of the younger people going through. Why um, do you think that is? You know, I, it's tough to say. I, I think I think that my industry in particular is probably a little bit behind in terms of, of wages to the employees. Um, I try to pay my guys well. Um, I have a good group of guys, and I don't want turnover. I dealt with turnover early on mm-hmm. before I got the, the group of guys I've had, and now everybody's been with me for, for a couple years or more. Um, I, I try to make sure that they're well compensated. Um, it's more important for me to have them be there and be stable than it is for me to put more money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a question I always ask people when they, you know, will complain about not finding people. And that goes across, you know, all all different industries. But, you know, if you need people, they're out there. I think you could pay them to be out there, you know, or pay enough that they'll be there. 
Um, it just it's it's fascinating to me. I have I have a 23 year old and a 30 year old, so they're pretty young, and they're both do very good. One of them's kind of my general service tech and does alignments and breaks and some of the light work. Uh, my 30 year old guy does um, all the heavy line stuff, um, and and you know those guys want to work. They come to work every day. They they uh, they show up regardless, and they get it done. So they're out there. I think it's just a matter of finding them, keeping them, and treating them right to retain them. Now, if you have a young person that's uh, interested in the industry and has a mechanical aptitude but really doesn't have the training, do you offer any kind of apprentice program? Would you take somebody in and kind of groom them and, and right. train them? Put so my youngest, Put them under the wing of David or something? Right, right. So my youngest guy there has been with me now a little over a year, a year and a half, I guess. Um, and he had he had zero experience. Mm-hmm. So he, he and, and, and that's the best kind for me because then we can train them um, move them up and good habits, not have any bad habits. Yeah. Yes. They have the habits we want them to have. Well, that's great. That's good. That's good to know. Um, let me ask you this. How do you address unexpected additional repairs that may reveal themselves? What's the, because I, I imagine that can be kind of touchy. Everybody says, wow, you know, Oh, in terms of like yeah. stuff we yeah. find while yeah. we're in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we just, you know, <laughs> I always tell people when they come in, I said, look, uh, you may, uh, hopefully you'll like us. We're going to be honest to a fault, whether you like it or not, because we want to fix the car right. Yeah. So we're going to tell you straight up what it is. This is what it's going to cost. And it, and I'm not going to tell you unless you have to have it. Right. And uh, and once I establish that rapport with them, it, it is very easy. Um, but it is difficult when you got somebody that's, uh, you know, for instance, we had a job that was a deep deep enough dive into a, 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 a EcoBoost Ford motor that was timing chains and it kept snowballing a little bit. And, uh, and they do, they, they kind of want to know when the bleeding's going to stop. Of course, and yeah. uh, all I can do is call on, call them and, you know, be honest with them and kind of hat in hand and say, Hey, look, this is what we got to do to fix right, it. Right. These are your options. Right. Um, and, and, and allow the customer to, right. to be involved in the decision-making yeah. yeah. process is important. And you guys don't always have a crystal ball. So, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you folks, you got to keep that in consideration. Well, Listen, well, we're up against a break here, DJ. And you're listening to the All Four Seasons Home Show here with DJ Feast of Joe's Automotive. We're going to be back for the last segment. Don't go away. I heard DJ has a little special offer for you folks. We'll be right back. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. 
This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearkos, and if you are just joining us, you have been missing a lot of great information from DJ Feast of Joe's Automotive. I mean, I'm telling you, you need to check out, you need to go on our website, Extra 106.3 FM website, All Four Seasons Home Show, and listen to this show. You can listen to it anytime you want here in a couple of days once we get it loaded up. We're also going to put it out on podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. It'll be out there all year because this is a, he's really been giving us a, a lot of good information. And uh, will you come back later in the year, DJ? Again? Absolutely. Okay, anytime cool. you'd like. I, I appreciate the invite. Well, it's nice to have you here. Uh, DJ, quick question. I know you do a lot of the, um, the imports, the Japanese, Korean cars, that kind of thing. And uh, you do, do, of course, domestic. If we're talking about the import cars that you work on, is there a brand and or model, and also with the domestic is the second part of the question, that you have found to be superior as far as quality, dependability, et cetera? Sure. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, in terms of going to, to straight to the import, Toyota has uh, been at the top for for years, and they have done nothing to cheapen their product. Uh, they are fantastic. Um, smaller cars for them. The Corolla is one of the toughest little cars you'll ever get in, and it'll keep on going. Uh, the Toyota Camry is probably the lowest maintenance car uh, that you can buy out there in terms of cost per year and maintenance. Um, their SUVs are uh, are very good. We 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 service a lot of them. We don't have to fix a lot of them. If that if that makes mm-hmm. sense right. um not a lot of major repairs and and when they do they're far and few between um and that's that's what i would you know purchase in terms of that um you know the domestics um the the the, the dodges and the and the fords and the chevys and the gmcs um you know they they uh what i usually tell people when you're looking is try to go more of the i say top of the line one of the, the ones that they have a little bit more to them that they sell a little bit more Usually the R and D goes into those a little bit more, mm-hmm. and their smaller kind of uh, compact cars tend to have some big repairs, you know, and and have some trouble. But they're cheap, and I get why people need them, uh, and they get them from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a Chevy guy. Um, mm-hmm. I but I have two Chevys and two Fords, so I'm a Ford guy too. Sometimes um, my my little fun car is a Ford, and it's uh, it's a fast one, and I enjoy driving it. Um, it just depends on the model. You know, I like to always tell people, call your mechanic, ask yeah. your mechanic that stuff. Um, you know, I read an article this year, um, most reliable vehicle was was Toyota followed by Lexus. And actually third in line was BMW, which surprised me. Yeah, that's um, surprising. I always hear people complaining about BMW yeah, um, repairs. Right. Mer- Mercedes was always up there, and they were actually way down. Um, but BMW, if, if you think about it, their sedans – do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been around a long time in, in some of their SUVs, um, and they stay on the road for quite mm-hmm. a bit. So that's another one for people that have kind of the more, um, want the more sleek European styling. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I, I have a neighbor with, with a couple BMWs, and, and uh, um, I've done some work on the side uh, for those, and, uh, and they're very solid cars. So um, those are some of the ones I like. You know, I have a GMC Acadia, and I have been, I have been surprised. It's been, it's been great. Sure. Very dependable. And that's one of the ones they sell 
a lot of that's you know, a, that's a I mean, that's a you know I didn't I didn't expect it to be but uh, right that's a flagship SUV for them and that's yeah. a good thing and that's what I mean by they usually yeah. put the right technology and R and D in those mm-hmm. where they test them properly and they go you yeah. know yeah yeah well uh, I want to ask you a uh, a detailed invoice should always be given once the repairs are completed correct absolutely parts labor part numbers uh, you should always know all that stuff. And what about warranties on parts and service? There's always confusion about manufacturers, warranties, et cetera. You want to talk about warranties? Right. So, so like I offer a 12, uh, 12 month, 12,000 mile warranty on all my parts. Um, that is usually backed by the part house that I buy it from, whether it's the dealer or, you know, uh, uh, an O'Reilly's or, uh, or a Napa or any of mm-hmm. those. Um, and, and there's some other, you know, parts houses, but, um, that's usually what most shops are going to do. Um, some offer a two year, 24,000. Um, and, and, and that's fine. Um, I think it's the most important thing though, is the customer should be aware of what warranties on there. Um, the invoice should state it. It's usually in fine print at the bottom, you know, and difficult to read, but they should know what it is, but really the onus is on the shop. The shop knows when it's under warranty and, if we did something and put something on the part fails, which is usually the, the, you know, if we get a car back for the same problem, it's because a part did fail. Mm-hmm. We take care of it and it's easy. And occasionally I can, uh, you know, get the parts house to, to, to go a little further on it, depending on what's going on. Well, you know, DJ with the, with the technology, uh, the cars have just uh, changed so much and, and the kind of training, the kind of equipment you guys have, it is, it is not uncommon for, sometimes unfortunately people to have a major repair and sometimes their budget doesn't doesn't uh, warrant taking care of that right away and you folks have found a way to help the consumer you want to talk about that a little bit yeah so uh and us and in other shops too i think are, are are using we found some some alternative financing where they do some 100 days same as cash and things like that now it's interesting because they never give you an interest rate they always tell you it's a you know, it's a uh, financing fee. So that, that kind of alleviates them from giving out a certain amount. But if you pay it off in those 100 days, it can be same as cash. And it's a good thing. Um, and there's there's several of those different companies out there. And a lot of shops are doing that. So what I would say to the consumer is, you know, if you are stretching that budget or have an additional pair you weren't, you weren't you know, budgeting for, um, ask if there's any additional financing that they may offer. Now, I doubt any shop's going to finance it themselves, but if they have partnered with somebody and they can do that, the, the, the process takes about four minutes in my shop. It's very easy and seamless. Now, I know this is subjective, but what is the average time in somebody getting their car back on the average repair from Joe's Automotive? <clears throat> uh, I would say ours is, is uh, usually two to three days at the most. We, um, I don't have a tremendous amount of parking where I'm at. I'm in a really high traffic area, so that limits my amount of space. But we try to get them out as fast as possible. And, and you know, that's one of the things I would tell customers when they're driving past the shop and they're kind of seeing, they say, oh, this shop's always busy. Just really look at those cars. Make sure they're different cars every time they drive by because <laughs> yeah. that, can, that can happen where they sit. But, uh, you know, two to three days is about right. There is same-day repairs. We try to get brakes out the same day. Um, you know, other things, we oil changes, stuff like that, obviously people can wait on. We try to move as fast as possible. Sometimes the parts uh, dictate us having to wait longer uh, for ordering. If it's something that's not going to damage the car, a lot of times what we'll do is um, take a deposit from the customer to order the part um, and then reschedule them in once the part gets in. If it's five or six days, that way they're not down without a car. Right, right. 
Well, we're getting towards the end of our show, and I know that you said that you had a special offer for the All Four Seasons Home Show audience. Sure. Yeah, I got two of them, actually. If uh, if you want us to repair a car and you and you call in or, or show up and say you heard me here on the uh, on the uh, All Four Seasons show, um, we'll, we'll give you free diagnostics. Um, if you just want to call in and ask a question, even if you're at a different shop and just want to know some knowledge, happy to do that, too. Well, I think free diagnostics is quite an offer, folks. I mean, that's awesome. DJ, thank you so much. And how do people get in touch with you? Where, how can they find you? Sure, uh, you can Google Joe's Automotive Woodstock, uh, Georgia, and you'll you'll be able to find our website. Um, we're all over the place. I uh, spend a lot of money on that search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. Um, woodstock.com is our website. Um, and uh, if you search us, you can find us. If you call, you'll get me. I'll, I'll be answering. Right. And your address? Uh, 6957 Highway 92, and that's in Woodstock, right, right by and the Bells Ferry 92 interchange. And your days of operation and hours? We're, uh, we're Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Um, we don't open weekends. We don't really get parts on the weekends right. and stuff right. like that. Right. So we're Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Well, thank you so much, DJ Feast, Joe's Automotive. Give them a try, folks. You'll never regret it. We thank you for... Tuning in to the All Four Seasons Home Show every Saturday morning at 9 with a different subject matter expert helping you to make a good consumer decision, save money, and not get ripped off. Have a great week. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.